0: Hello everyone, and welcome once again to Horrific Tales. Before we begin, can I just ask that you uh, like and share these videos, and uh, try and get as much support for our artists as possible. You very kindly lend us a hand to the show. In this episode, we're following a young child's uh, stay-away vacation to uh, what supposedly is a quiet place, but as always, there's always horror lurking around the corner. It's my pleasure to bring you Mask by Stephen Thompson. I wish. Two small words. Words every person has spoken, whispered or screamed at one time or another during their life. I wish. I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had a better job. I wish my girlfriend would put out. I wish I was better looking. I wish you were dead. I wish. I wish I wasn't so fucking bored. Boredom is bad. Boredom is the interest. Boredom can make you do things you shouldn't do. Boredom can kill. My name is William Everlearn, Willie to my friends and family. This is my account of the events that happened in the summer of 95, the year I turned 15. I should have been home, hanging out with my friends and chasing girls, but instead my parents decided that spending the summer at my grandparents' farm would be good for me. Boring? Yep. What the hell were my parents thinking about sending me there? The worst part? Not one single person my age to hang out with, and only my grandparents to talk to. I hated being bored. It made me think crazy thoughts, and it was getting harder every day not to act on them. I was 13 when the family doc diagnosed me with ADHD. Hell, every kid that acted out or couldn't sit still for 5 minutes was told they have it. 40% of my homeroom class was on medication for ADHD. I didn't like the pills. They made me tired and my brain fuzzy. I stopped taking them that summer at the farm. I spent the first two weeks of my vacation wishing for things my grandparents didn't have. Cable TV would have been nice, if they had a TV. A horse or pony to ride would have been fantastic. I would have even settled for some chickens to chase. Nope, none of that here. The only other breathing creature around here was Elmer. They're old, worn out, ready to bite the last piece of kibling bulldog. All he ever did was eat, sleep and fart. My grandfather stood in the porch behind me swaying back and forth, like the uncut hay in the field, slow dancing in the breeze. Holly well, he spat out the piece of straw he had been chewing on, when I was a boy about your age and I got into one of them large spells where I was so bored I did nothing but wish I had something better to do, I could have been doing these last few days, do you know, what my father said to me. I stopped pitching rocks at the ground and looked at my grandfather I've been sitting on the porch steps for the last two hours, feeling sorry for myself." Gramps cleared his throat and hawked a greener that landed on Elmer, the amazing farting dog's paw. Elmer raised his head and stared at the green goober. He decided that whatever that slimy thing was, it was good to eat. That second yet fascinated me at the same time. Gramps... Well, he licked his lips and went back to talking. I was sitting in that very same spot. Tossing rocks in the dirt just like you. Papa said to me Johnny, I wanna talk to you. So I stood up and walked over to him. He says Boy, hold out both your hands, palms up. So I did. Then he says Cup your hands. So I did that too. Holy crap, I thought. Not another long, boring my life was rougher than your life story. Grumps. Is there a point to this story? Well, if you'd stop wagging that smart-aleck tongue of yours, boy, I'd be getting right to it. Damn kids today, talking back like that. If i talked to my father like that, he would have smashed me in the mouth. Or worse. Can't do that now. It's against the law. Young kids nowadays. They're calling the police and their parents because they got a whooping they damn well deserved. This whole world will turn to shit because of that. Just you wait and see. I shut my mouth so he could hurry and finish his story, so I can go back to feeling sorry for myself. My grandfather put out his hands, palms up and cupped. So I cupped both my hands like this, Pa says to me, Now Johnny, I want you to wish in one hand and spit in the other to see which one fills up first. Then he kicked me to the ground. Now stop moving around, he says. Go clean out that fucking barn like I got told you an hour ago before I whip you sillier than a retarded jackrabbit. Well, my grandfather and great-grandfather were wrong. Which is can come true. I got mine. I wasn't bored after I found that old mask. It was around the third week of my summer vacation in boredom hell when I found the mask. My grandfather asked if I'd help clean the junk out of the hayloft in the barn. I figured, why not? I had nothing else to do. And I did like looking through old junk. My grandfather was a sergeant during the Second World War. So maybe there'd be some cool army stuff up there. Be careful up there, will I? Gramps said. Some of the boards are rotten and I don't need you falling through and breaking a leg or worse. I stomped on all the boards around me and chuckled to myself at the horrified look in Gramps' face. All well, same story to me, Gramps, I said. Christ almighty, boy! Ain't you got no sense? You try to bring the whole loft down? I'll bring it down in your old stupid head if you don't shut the hell up, I thought. Toss everything down and I'll put it in the truck, old stupid head said. So I spent the next hour tossing old towers, rusty garden tools and boxes of mouldy magazines from the 50s and 60s, Popular Mechanics, Life Magazine and Reader's Digest. No Playboy or any kind of nudie mag, much to my disappointment. The last box I picked up? An old wooden toolbox was full of vintage comic books and an old plastic Halloween mask. It looked like a parrot devil, devil's face with a gold earring and eye patch. The colours were faded, one of the horns was broken and it had a few cracks in it. I thought it looked pretty cool. Gramps, can I keep this box of comic books I found? I asked. It will give me something to do when I'm bored. Those comics belong to your father, I'm sure he won't mind you having them. If that's nothing else up there, come down and we'll haul this junk to the dump. After a supper of homemade beans and cornbread, and a hot shower to remove the stink of the hayloft, I headed to the bedroom for the night. I plunked my ass on the floor and opened the box of comics. The stench of mouldy damp paper attacked my nose and I gagged. The smell was a hundred times worse than it was in the barn. There was no way I could read the comics. I would puke. I pushed the box under the bed. The smell was hardly noticeable with the lid closed, I would throw it out in the morning. I lay in bed and tried to sleep. But like many nights, my brain would shut off. What's the matter, Willie? Can't sleep? A voice like gravel scraping on wood asked. Startled, I jumped from the bed and searched the darkness for the source of the voice. Who's that? Who's there? Are you bored, Willie? Who's there? I could hear the shrillness of my voice, and it felt as though my heart was trying to exit my body through my throat. Shh! speak so loud will I? There's no need to wake anyone else up. It could get very unpleasant. Who are you? Who are you? I whispered, more out of fright than actually acting on what the voice said. I reached the pick on the lamp. Is that you, Grums? You trying to scare me? Light filled the room. Nobody was there. You can call me mister Devers. The voice was coming from inside my head. I'm going fucking crazy I thought. I should have kept taking my pills. You're not crazy, Willie. You and I are going to have some fun tonight. Fix that boredom of yours right up. Now, get the box under the bed. No, I said. It stinks! My head filled with such exquisite pain, like something was squeezing my brain. I screamed, but no sound came out. Then the pain stopped as quick as it began. Don't try to resist again, or I will make the pain come back and not stop until you're dead. I pulled the box out. What other choice did I have? Now, open the box and put on the fucking mask. Mr. Deaver sang that one line to Long Tall Sally over and over again, while he waited for me to open the box and put on the mask. Mr. Deaver was going to have some fun tonight. Mr. Devers had full control now that I had my mask on. I was an unwilling passenger in my own bag of bones. The only witness to his atrocities committed, with all the world to see, by me. I made the news everywhere, not him. You can see why nobody believed me. Why I had to spend the last 25 years in a psychiatric hospital. That's for saying the devil made me do it to tweet you. Mr. Deavers fucked me over good. Where are we going? I asked afraid to know the answer, but I needed to know. I could see what he was carrying in his hands. What's the axe for? Be quiet, Willie, my boy? Relax and enjoy the ride. We're going to have some fun. We walked about a quarter of a mile down the road and turned into my grandfather's closest neighbour's yard. We could see the flickering of the TV through the front window and went over to investigate. A middle-aged couple and their two daughters sat on their couch. They were eating popcorn and watching a movie. I found out what their names were later that year in court. Laura and Jonathan McLeod and twin ten-year-old daughters, Mia and Maya. I can still hear their screams and see the horror to their faces this day. Those visions will never go away. We went to the front door and I rang the bell. I didn't have to wait long to see what Mr. Devers thought of his fun. As soon as Mr. McLeod opened the door... Mr. Deaver swung the axe. It struck him on top of the head and sank deep into his skull. He dropped to the floor like a sack of potatoes. He was the lucky one. He died quick. We stepped on his chest and pulled the axe out, making a squishy pop sound. I wanted to throw up, but like I said, I had no control of my body, so I couldn't puke. I won't go into detail about what happened for the next five hours. I can't. If you want to know all the details, look it up on the internet. But don't believe everything you read. They screwed up some of the details. I want to clear one thing up. Mr. Debers did not cut off Mr. MacLeod's cock and put it in the mouth of his daughter's decapitated head. He cut it off and shoved it in his wife's ass. Well, that was fun, Mr. Debers said as we left the house, holding the pistol he found in the nightstand of Mr. and Mrs. MacLeod's bedroom. Good think he didn't have the gun when he opened the door. Things could have turned out bad for you. Now, let's go back home and finish this wonderful night off with a bang. When we arrived at my grandfather's house, the light was on in the kitchen. It was a little after 4am, and Gramps was an early riser. He liked to get any work he needed doing before noon. Elmer was lying on the porch when we walked up the steps. His haggles rose, and he began to growl. Not at me but of what he could sense was inside of me. Mr. Devers lifted his foot and stomped on Elmer's head, silencing his growl forever. Stupid fucking dog. I hate dogs. Always growling and trying to bite me. Fucking useless animals. We turned, and Gramps was standing at the front door staring at us, at me, and the pool of blood around Elmer's head. His mouth was moving, but no words were coming out. He sucked in a deep breath and screamed pure rage. What have you done, Willie? Call me Mr. Debers, I heard the devil say with my voice. He raised the gun and shot right <laughs> in the face. Then, two more times when he was down, just to make sure he stays down, Willie, my boy. My grandmother came running when she heard the shots and rushed, crying to my grandfather's side. <laughs> Mr. Debers shot her too. You can take the mask off now, Willie. I'm done for now. I ripped the mask from my face and threw it to the ground. I collapsed beside my grandparents' bodies and cried. I don't know how long I lay there before my arms were roughly pulled behind my back. I felt a pinch of cold steel tighten around my wrists. I knew right then and there, no one would believe what really happened that night. It's been two weeks since I was released in parole. I was deemed sane enough to go back into the world. They sent me to a halfway house and set me up with a job as a stock boy at a local hardware store. I could only leave my new prison to go to work and for a couple of hours each day on the weekend. I had more things to occupy my time at the psych hospital. I have too much downtime here and my brain won't stop thinking crazy things. I'm writing this to tell you what actually happened and because I don't know how much time I have left. The mailman dropped off a parcel for me last week I haven't opened it yet, but I know what's inside. His voice in my head is weak and faint right now, but it's getting louder and stronger every day. I'm afraid I don't have too much time before Mr. Devers will want to have fun tonight. enjoyed our latest horror Tale. If you want to keep up to date with future episodes, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and like or follow our social media pages. You can also give the channel support by visiting our merchandise store and picking up some of our items. Please also take a moment to support our contributing artists who very kindly lend their talents to the show. Check out the links in the description on how you can do this. Well, that just leaves me to say. Until next time my friends, keep it creepy, keep it. Horrific.